0: Welcome to the Catholic Influencers Podcast, Season 4. Unbelievable, we've been going for four seasons on this Catholic Influencers Podcast, and we're excited for this new chapter, this new season, because also, as well as new topics and new exciting way of going forward, we have new hosts, and we have one of our new hosts with us here today. Welcome, Elisa, so good to have you on on the podcast Th- this season
1: hey everybody it's so good to be here
0: yeah so Alyssa's um in her place uh, in her house in melbourne i am stuck here in the car <laughs> because i didn't some of the, the internet company i'm with cut off my internet so i had to find a quiet place where my phone would take the internet so i'm i'm in in the middle of nowhere i hope i don't get uh, kicked out of this isolated car park <laughs> wherever i am
1: no it's good we got there
0: we did eventually because we, we had a bit of a challenge as well, trying to get connected. But it's, again, as I was saying, it's just a, a blessing to have Alyssa here. Alyssa is one half of the, the new host. There's um, Alyssa and Georgia as well, who will be joining us for this podcast. And we are excited, as I said, because this, with new hosts as well, I'm hoping I will have new challenges as well. Dani was awesome and she'll continue to produce the show and we're blessed, so blessed to, to have had her for the three seasons. But this, again, now is going to be a new challenge for me as well. How are you feeling?
1: Um, I'm excited, but I would be lying if I didn't say I was a little bit nervous. Um, but no, I think the excitement overrides the nerves. So looking forward to this season, getting to know all the listeners and, and learning more about scripture, it's going to be great.
0: Yeah so tell us I, I know there was a podcast to introduce you um and uh, I encourage the listeners as well to to go back to that podcast because they'll get a little bit of knowledge about you uh, and uh, w- what moves you and what motivates you but if you could just give us like in a paragraph tell us a little bit about yourself for those who haven't listened to that episode No
1: problem so I'm a full-time musician I've been playing in a full-time band with my husband called Daniel. So our band's called Unlimited. We do gigs all around the place. Um, obviously not at the moment because we're in lockdown, yeah. but we're still trying to make use of our musical gifts. So I do that in, um, with Daniel. And I'm also in a pop duo called The Saga with Georgia, actually. Yes. So, um,
0: and that's a Christian band. That's a Christian duo.
1: Yes, lots of fun.
0: Yeah, there you go so we catholic groups as well so usually we have the singing challenge when we when we get danny but um, i think both both Alyssa and georgia are professional singers <laughs> i can sing sometimes but so i don't think maybe we'll we'll have to divide the, that not by singing we'll do something yeah, different yeah
1: we'll try something
0: else just to keep people curious Okay, so why don't we get straight into the scripture? We're going to take the um, we, Sunday Gospels. We're going to tr- go, go deeper into what they mean, how they impact us, and how they uh, the, the Gospel has the power to change our lives and to change our perspective. Our hope and our, our, our plan is that you listen to this, that you learn from this, and that when you get to Mass or online Mass, if you're listening online, you'll be prepared and ready to take in the Word and the seeds of God's word in a deeper way. So I'm going to hand over to Alyssa um, if you'd like to introduce um, this Sunday's gospel uh, and proclaim it for us.
1: So this week's gospel comes from the book of Matthew, chapter 13, verses 1 to 9. That same day, Jesus went out of the house and sat beside the sea. Such great crowds gathered around him that he got into a boat and sat there while the whole crowd stood on the beach. And he told them many things in parables saying, listen, a sower went out to sow. And as he sowed, some seeds fell on the path and the birds came and ate them up. Other seeds fell on rocky ground where they did not have much soil and they sprang up quickly since they had no depth of soil. But when the sun rose, they were scorched. And since they had no root, they withered away. Other seeds fell among thorns, and the thorns grew up and choked them. Other seeds fell on good soil and brought forth grain, some a hundredfold, some sixty, some thirty. Let anyone with ears listen.
0: Yeah, wow. There's so much there, isn't there? Like, Heaps. even. <laughs> Where do we begin? How do we start talking about this? So tell me, is there something like. That you found from this and that you know sometimes I'm reading the gospel and I think, wow, you know even I prepare my homily every Sunday and while I'm proclaiming the gospel something else comes to my mind and sometimes I preach about that something that I didn't <laughs> prepare for at all and this is I'm um, just a bit bit crazy, especially if I've been giving a talk and prepared a PowerPoint but is there something that's like really struck you during this this gospel reading?
1: Yeah, for sure I think. I learned so much it's just such a short like only nine verses and there was so much in there one thing that really struck me was that it was directed at two different types of people so mm. um you know directed at the hearer of the word but also directed at the preacher of the word
0: yeah absolutely so there were Jesus was addressing two people but he was also using a really um sort of a parable, an analogy to try and explain things like this. So Jesus was actually preaching. And as he was preaching, um, he probably, from the corner of his eye, or maybe when he was looking at the people, he was seeing a sower sow some seed. And so the probability, the scholars say that he he was actually seeing this and he turned people's attention towards what was happening. There were two people, yes, that he was addressing, But also these two groups of people actually understood what he was talking about. Hmm. Now, we, those of us who have studied um, sort of scripture or those of us who have been to even Italy or or, um, been to Malta, where I'm from, or Palestine, you can see that the sowing of seeds is so different to the way we do it here in Australia, for example. Yeah. Uh, over here, we so with from, in extreme cases, from aeroplanes and in some cases on tractors and just uh, sowing seeds in the United States as well. But there were two ways in which the sower would sow. The first is that they would walk up and down the narrow field and just sow the seeds. And the second was... Putting a, a sack of seeds on the back of a donkey, slitting the seeds, the, the sack open, and letting the seeds fall as the donkey moved. And there would be, as you can imagine, a lot of waste um, during this the, the second process. But when Jesus was talking, he was aware that every the listeners was aware and knew about the two different ways of sowing the seed yes and so now they start to listen to the word of god mm. and yeah and so they start to get impacted by this and they start to and so what he takes is something that was common knowledge and he's bringing his point home through um through this analogy
1: yeah for sure i guess um in terms of the, the people in galilee at that time you know they didn't really they They understood things through the parables. And that's how Jesus was preaching to them, in things they understood. You know, they understood harvest. They understood farming. Um, But it also invited them to be creative with how they interpreted that as well.
0: Yes. In in fact, like at the end of, of the gospel, of this gospel, he actually explains um the seed number one is that who listens to the word of god seed number two but some again some scholars say that that wasn't actually part of the sermon that that was added later for people who couldn't weren't creative enough to listen to understand and to make their own interpretation but it's very possible that jesus didn't give them an interpretation at that time yeah and so and to understand the four different things um four seeds the four types of things that, um, what are they? What are the types of, of, of seeds that are sown?
1: Sure. So I wrote this down. I got myself a new book. <laughs> <You> know, <laughs> it's very exciting. Um, all right. We had the four types of seeds. So we had the seeds that fell on the path. And I guess yes. we can relate that to people who, you know, who even though we evangelize to them, you know, they're never really going, they just don't want to accept it. Or that they don't want. Yeah. They don't even
0: want to know. Yes. So people with a shut mind, sort of thinking like, I don't need God. I don't need religion. Uh, I don't need um, any help. And so there's, and more and more people. And it could happen because of their own pride. It could happen because of people's own um, anger. But it also could happen because of us. You know, one, one of yeah. um, what is it? Jars of Clay. Have you heard of Jars of Clay? They're a band.
1: They're a Christian band. Yeah. Yeah,
0: a Christian band. And they start um, one of their albums. I think Toby Mac, I think was on that in that band. Anyway, one of the it starts of this. The, in this way, it says that um, I, I, I might get it wrong, but this, he says the single cause, the greatest single cause of atheism in this world, is Christians, who yeah. who say one thing with their lips but do something else by their actions. And so there are people mm-hmm. who have a shut mind, yes, but there are some people who cannot take in the seat because of us, because of the way mm-hmm. they perceive the church to be hypocritical. They perceive the church to be um, uh, not a safe place to be and, and not a good witness to this world. So this yeah. is why, again, when I think of people with a shut mind, we could easily think, hey, okay, I'm going to close them off. But at the same time, man, how we need to pray for people like that.
1: 100%. Because
0: only God can open a, a, a mind and a heart to receive his word. The second seed.
1: Uh, we had the seed that fell on the rocky ground.
0: Mm. So that's. So I guess mm-hmm.
1: it could be people who, um, you know, they believe for a little while, like they're captured as soon as they hear it. Mm. But because it hasn't got a deep root, you know, and, or, you know, the minute they fall into persecution, you know, they fall away.
0: That's right. And so it doesn't mean it doesn't grow. Shallow ground and the rocky ground, the seeds would actually sprout up even faster because it's shallow, there's no, not much depth. So quickly, the, the sort of the, the weeds or whatever, the seed sprouts. But then comes a windy day or someone simply just walking over it or something. And it just, it, 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 because of the lack of depth, uh, it just fades away. And so it's people yeah. who are enthusiastic, people who, but at the end of the day, have nowhere to plant themselves. Again, uh, there are so many things that we can do to deepen the roots in our lives, stay close to the sacraments, build and dig deeper in community. We cannot live our Christian life, our Catholic life alone. We need each other. We need the soil um, that we find in community and in the sacraments and in a life of prayer.
1: Definitely. And it's a daily choice. It's Um, Not just a choice you make once, it's something you have to commit to every single day. You know, we need to work with God.
0: Yes. and
1: On our our, our own spiritual life.
0: Yes. And it is difficult to build deep roots. It is really tough because it takes a lot of discipline. It takes a lot of getting out of your comfort zone. It takes a lot of... Having to go to mass when you don't feel like going to mass, mm-hmm. having to pray when you don't feel like praying, having to turn to community when you don't feel like turning to community. And so it's about fighting to dig those roots much deeper. The third seed.
1: We had the seed that fell on thorny ground. So mm. the thorns grew up and. Um,
0: with the seeds?
1: Uh, oh, sorry. The seeds fell among the thorns and then the thorns grew up and choked them. Yes. So I guess we could we could relate that to um, people who, you know, hear the word, but then, you know, external factors affect the way that they continue to, you know, let the, the word take root in their life. Yes. Um, that- you know, so things like money or, mm. you know, things like other people, you um, yeah.
0: Or disputes or things like this that happen. You and I both have experienced things where even within the church, um, you just start to realize that the church is not as perfect. <laughs> and it, I mean, even on a close, even in a practice level, even on a faithful level, the church is imperfect. And sometimes yeah. you think, hey, it's, is this even worth it, you know? And it's just a, a, a thorn that could easily have caused you, could easily cause me to walk away and think, hey, it's not worth it.
1: 100%. So,
0: so there are these thorns that come in our lives, distractions, even sinfulness, you know, addictions as well in our lives. It, if you're addicted, if, you, if you're stuck in sin, if you're stuck in a community that's broken... Keep fighting, keep being strong, keep digging your roots deeper so that you can be stronger. That it's a, Remember, it's about Jesus. It's about your relationship with Jesus. But we still need the community as imperfect as it is. Yes. And the fourth.
1: We had the seeds that fell on good soil. Um, yeah, good <laughs> soil. But also that like there's different types of good soil. That's something that was really interesting to me, you know, um, so even though it fell on good soil and it, you know, it produced fruit, some like that fruit was produced on different levels. So I think it says here in the gospel, it says some a hundredfold, some 60, some 30. So, um, yeah, I found that really interesting.
0: Yes. So like and it's not even so, sometimes we are fruitful in our Christian life. Sometimes we're not. But it's about persevering, it's about digging deep into the fertile soil of the church, which is the the soil, sort of even the teachings of the church, the scripture, the sacraments, again, that is good, that is fertile soil. But it's also assessing our lives and making sure that the thorns are out, making sure that we, we get rid of the rocks in our lives, the things that distract us to keep us again in in the field growing, growing and giving glory to Jesus. Yes. So that is the hearers of the word. So Jesus was addressing the hearers of the word saying, hey, receive the word of God, make sure the soil is right. But he was also addressing another group of people.
1: He was um, addressing the preachers. Um, One thing that I found really interesting was, you know, we don't like to be wasteful with our resources with our resources and so sometimes you know when we're preaching
0: hmm.
1: um you know the preachers would only preach to people who they know we're going to receive it with open arms yes um that's the guess, really, best kind
0: of preaching <laughs> it's fun yes preaching no, to the converted <laughs>
1: <laughs> but i think there's um you know you, you leave more room for god to move when you're preaching to people um who you know maybe the the different type of seats you know the people who you you're a bit scared to, to mm. preach to um and I guess what I wanted to say is you know you you never really know what the fruit of your preaching is going to um produce you know so not to be no sorry we need to be you know lavish with the way that we mm-hmm. and not be scared
0: Yes, yeah, so we have to be generous as well with how, how we proclaim the Word of God. And, and, Alyssa, I think one of the things that um, it, it's easy for me, for example, I speak at conferences in, in Australia and I speak at conferences in the United States. And Alyssa and Georgia were also involved in a conference we had called ACYF, which was a big youth conference in last December, I think. And. Yeah. Uh, to be honest, that's an easy place to preach because people are ready to listen. They're ready to (laughs) receive it. But then you go, and I have to go and preach to a school um, in the middle of nowhere, year nines, who are just couldn't care less about Jesus, couldn't care less about a priest, couldn't care less about God. And then you have to go and preach there. That's level two. But I think the level three, the most difficult, is, for example, being a witness, to your husband, to your wife, to your children, to people around you. That's that's a whole other level which I know very little about, but you, <laughs> I, I imagine, would know a whole lot more about, to be the witness Almost there.
1: definitely, and I fail daily. <laughs> yes,
0: but you get up daily.
1: Yes, that's right.
0: And so I think this is a, one of the things that as well, Jesus is encouraging his disciples. He's saying, continue going, even though you don't see the fruit. And even the disciples themselves, they would have looked at Jesus and we look at Jesus 2000 years later and we think of him as this successful evangelist, this successful person, but he actually was not successful in the eyes of his own disciples, you know, he was kicked out of the synagogue. Uh, and the doors were shut for him. The leaders were against him. The orthodox leaders were not only against him, but they were looking to destroy him. Also, there were really, if you look at it, only few people changed by Jesus' ministry during his lifetime. Only a few. People yeah. w- w- would gather around him, but not many converted, not many became disciples, not many continued to follow him. And the fourth thing is, well, the people would go for his healing But no one would come back and thank him, you know. So people Mm. threw the palms and said, Hosanna. But the next week they they killed him. They murdered him, you know. So he he wasn't really successful in the eyes of the disciples. But look at what the seeds of his life, of Jesus' life, death and resurrection have done for us. 2,000 years later and the world is changed. The gates of heaven are opened. How amazing is that? How incredible is that?
1: it's so awesome and i guess i can speak to it i've got a story that kind of relates to this as well you know you never really know um you know how the seeds you're sowing are going to affect people so the way that i came to my faith when i was in high school i remember i used to be in the choir i loved i love to sing and i thought that's the best way to do it and i was in year seven and there were a few girls in year 12 and i looked up to them i just thought i want to be exactly like them they used to sing at assemblies um Anyway, they left. A couple of years later, one of these girls came back and I recognized her straight away. And she got up at assembly in front of the the thousand students and she spoke about her experience at World Youth Day. Now, it was that speech that I was only in year nine and the next World Youth Day was going to be three years later. But that speech, I just thought straight away, I really want to go to this. Like, this girl's making it sound incredible. Like, I have to go to this event. So I did like three years later, I was only wow. 12 and I went to World Youth Day. And that's where the start of my faith journey, you know, really happened. Um, and the best part is that about oh, September last year, six or maybe nearly a year ago, I met this girl. I, I got asked to help with a youth group, like with their music. And I walked in and she was there and I was mentoring her. Like it was oh, crazy. My goodness,
0: how, and how I good.
1: just said to her, I wouldn't even be here if it wasn't for you. And now I know she's gonna be listening to this podcast. So <laughs> hi, hi Jess. Um but we we talk, you know, daily and always encouraging each other in faith. And um, you know, she probably didn't know back then how much of an impact that little speech at the school assembly was gonna have.
0: Wow. You see, and um, this is the thing, yeah. And she probably left that place feeling, oh, that's great. Oh well, I had I had a goal. She would
1: have had the year nines, you know, she would have had that whole group yeah. you were just talking about.
0: And that's that's absolutely amazing. And so we don't know. And even Jess would have focused on on actually on sowing the seed, not on seeing the results. Even Jesus, you know, he didn't see results all the time. Um, For example, even just a story that an email I got yesterday, from um, I, I did a webinar, and so one of the things that we're trying to do is to do different methods of um, being online. For example, we have the online mass, and now I know those many people are being blessed by that because we get a lot of emails. Um, and then I release a song every week. I know people are being blessed by that because, again, we get a lot of messages and a lot of plays. But I did this webinar, and it didn't get a tenth of of the plays. You know, we didn't get m- many people... Listening in, maybe because it was longer, maybe because it was something new, but yesterday last night, and so I did it, and I'm still planning the next one, but last night I got an email from a guy in prison in the United States.
1: Oh wow!
0: And he, he just sent me this long email, and I haven't replied yet. I sent it to my team, and I just, just so amazing of how his heart and his life is being impacted, and and, and sort of the Lord spoke to him through this webinar and he he listened to this in his free time and now like he sends me this email and i'm thinking lord forgive me forgive me for trying to make the judgment on the way i should move forward in this webinar on the amount of plays on the amount of views Mm -hmm. when it's not you see we sow the seed we enjoy the process and as we're enjoying the process of evangelization then god has to do his work god is the one who's going to impact the lives and bear the fruit in the lives of people.
1: Yeah, that's a really beautiful story. And as you were speaking, I just thought of something. I read something when I was researching for this topic. We are the sower and God is the grower, the grower. Yes. Um that's it's good. good to rhyme.
0: You should put that in a song.
1: <laughs> I should.
0: <laughs> <laughs> Bit of a cheesy song, um, but a good song in it. <laughs>
1: yeah. But you know, it's also like with us, you know, trusting that the the little like it might seem little or the big work, whatever we're gonna do that God's going to make some good out of it.
0: Yes, exactly. And that's what God does. He takes our little and he makes it into a lot when we're generous with God. And that you mentioned that as well. It's about being generous with God, being extravagant with God in the way and not holding back in in evangelizing. So, yeah, yeah you go.
1: I was just going to say that your, your classic one of your classic lines that you say, you know, God will never outdo us in generosity.
0: Yeah, God will always outdo us in oh, generosity. <laughs> yes, God will oh always. I can't believe. Yeah, yeah, that's okay, good. I
1: stuffed that that's <laughs> podcast nerves for you. Um,
0: but that, that's so true. That's it. God, yes. we try to be generous with God, but God was, will always outdo us with generosity. Always, always, always. Well,
1: I better listen closely to what you say. <laughs> I'm obviously not listening.
0: <laughs> no, that's good. Look, let's go into the topic. Today's topic. We're going to talk about evangelization. Now, we're going to figure out how we're going to break this up. Usually, as I said, Danny would sing us a song, but I thought maybe I'd bring in a couple, two dad jokes. Okay, um, that I'm, I'm googling here. <laughs> I'm
1: ready. I'm, I'm ready. terrible.
0: I'm terrible at dad jokes. Now, I'm going to read them here and and I hope I would say nothing inappropriate. Okay, so why don't eggs tell jokes? I don't know. Because they'd crack each other up. Oh. Uh-huh. <laughs> okay, here's a, um, why couldn't the bicycle stand up by itself? I don't
1: know. It
0: was too tired. Ah, uh-huh. uh, <laughs> enough, enough, enough. <laughs> Very
1: good, that's all right, I'm, I'm laughing.
0: <laughs> okay, so let's talk about evangelization. You see, this is the topic, that, it's about sowing seeds. That's what evangelization is about, bringing forward the word of God, evangelio, bringing forward the, the good news to the people of God. And the thing is, we cannot give, we cannot be good evangelists, we cannot be effective evangelists if the good news if it's not good news to us, it's just news. But it, if, yeah. if it has impacted our lives, changed our lives, then we can become the best evangelists that we're called to be. Evangelization. evangelin nociandi, I hope I pronounced that right. That's one of the documents of Vatican Council II about evangelization. And Pope Paul VI says this, the church exists to evangelize. That is our responsibility. It's not an option. It's not something you can... Choose or choose not to do. If you are the church, if you are part of the church, you exist to evangelize, to bring others closer to Jesus, to bring the good news to others.
1: Yeah, definitely. And you know, once once you've had that experience of God, you know, it it doesn't feel right if you're not sharing it with other people. Yes. You know, why keep this amazing news to yourself? Exactly. You know, it still amazes me that there. Like with all the technology that we have, there are still people who haven't even heard good mm. news. And it's, you know, it's it's up to us to, you know, step out of our comfort zone because that's what it entails sometimes.
0: Yes, but it's not that also that people haven't heard it. They just haven't heard it in a way that is relevant, uh, that they can take it in. Yes. And uh, Alyssa, this is something that you do, for example, is that w- w- with your work, with your music, uh, th- that you produce, the pop music, and th- that's directed towards God on Christian radio and, and doing such amazing work. That's what it is. It's evangelizing, but in a way that people can take it in. And you often tell me uh, of your friends as well that uh, ask you questions. And first, the questions are on the line of why are you doing this? Sort of how embarrassing. Why are you sure you want to do this? And they feel like they're protecting you because are you are you sure you want to be labeled as a Christian like this? But yeah. then time passes and they see your authenticity and they see that it is good news for you. And all of a sudden now they're asking you questions about faith. They're asking you, what, what is it that impacted your life? How? And I think this, yeah. Is, this is, yeah, it's because you're speaking their language. You're reading the signs of the time and speaking their language.
1: Definitely. And, you know, you've, I mean, especially with coronavirus, like just with all the, the resources that you're producing online, you know, you're video blogs and just the songs and um you know even even making maths online like that's something that we, yeah. we're just we're, we're still working given the conditions of the world
0: the new normal
1: um yeah the new normal that's right
0: and the, the, but it's always out of overflow and it's about us not feeling that we're giving more or doing it's just like we cannot do enough you cannot do enough you don't feel like you're doing enough well, because <laughs> it's it's about overflow it's about being generous with god not because god is forcing me to be generous in my evangelization forcing you to be generous in your evangelization but it is a natural consequence of a god that impacted your life and my life
1: yes yes
0: Ma- mark 16:15 i love this gospel he says go out and preach the gospel to all of creation and this is again our responsibility we need to preach the gospel Some, uh, sometimes I wonder I had a, a friend of mine who was an evangelist as well and I used to travel with him and he whenever he used to take this gospel re- reading quite literally and he'd see I don't know an alpaca in a field and he'd look stop he'd stop walking and he'd look at the alpaca and tell the alpaca Jesus loves you and keep walking he'll look <laughs> at the dog and say Jesus loves you <laughs> he'd preach the good news to to all of creation
1: so beautiful
0: so this is evangelization. It's about, yeah. And it, again, it's not about seeing fruit. It's about sowing seeds, isn't it?
1: Definitely. And it's it's also knowing that, you know, different people are called to different things. So, you know, for example, Father of you speak to thousands, million, millions, of people a year. Um, and that's, you know, what you're called to do. But, mm-hmm. you know, for someone who's, um, you know, at home raising a family, they might, not, they might not feel like what they're doing is enough, but, you know... Raising a family is, is totally enough. Like, again, you just never know what those seeds are going to produce. You, like your, your child could be the next pope. Like you don't even know. Yes,
0: exactly. And uh, yeah, so again, we're sowing seeds and we're just trying to move forward and trusting that the Lord w- will bring about the fruit. I think we've. Uh, this is uh, for our very first podcast on season four. Um, we we've been speaking quite a little bit. Um, again, I'm going to hand over to Alyssa. We're going to try and give you a little bit of a challenge, and then we'll let you know a way, ways in which you can contact us because we really would love to hear from you.
1: Most definitely. So, I guess in today's gospel, we we read about you know the the sower, sowing those seeds. I guess wastefully in in a sense and and lavishly sowing those seeds. And when we're talking about evangelization, we're talking about spreading the gospel everywhere we go um, and to everyone we meet. So the challenge that we want to set for the listeners this week is to think about how you can share your faith in a new way that, you know, might be stepping out of your comfort zone. And we'd love to hear how you're actually taking up this challenge. So we are filming this video, so if it does go up on YouTube, you can comment. If you find us at um, youtube.com slash frgministry, you can contact us via Instagram, um, and the handle is catholicinfluencers underscore, or you can send us an email at podcast at We'd love to hear what you guys are up to.
0: Excellent. And so please do be in touch with us also, snail mail P.O. Box 96. Strathdale, Victoria 3550 Australia and if you'd like to support this ministry as well frgministry.com forward slash support dash us so um, also we'd like to continue to um, do these podcasts and create resources for you it is such a privilege, a blessing to have you Elisa uh, on this um, podcast and we we'll look forward to, to future podcasts next week we'll have Georgia as well Um, a beautiful time and I know it's challenging for you so I give you a round of applause if I could oh my gosh I (laughs) I got I got through it you got through it but um, it's a blessing we'll see you again next week we'll you'll hear us again next week God bless you let his face shine upon you and thank you for listening to the Catholic Influences podcast thanks
1: everyone